Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. There's my buddy, Mike Baldwin. We will be doing our uh, weekly podcast today. <laughs> the Mike and Tim Try to Make Sense of It All podcast. We, we still need a better name, and we'll, we'll figure one out. But uh, every time I come up with one, then I'm like, yes. Then I, I Google it or whatever, and they're all freaking taken. All the good ones are taken. Yeah, I'm, that it makes you feel like an unoriginal piece of shit, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, and there's just so many freaking podcasts out there anymore. But Oh, literally millions of them. That's why I don't even like saying that word to people. Like, hey, I'm doing a podcast now. I'm just like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I'm doing a video. Or if I'm talking to my grandma, I just say I'm doing a radio interview because that's just easier than explaining technology to her, you know? Yeah, I had this uh, World War II veteran on one time, and uh, I was like, yeah, it's a podcast. And he's like, what? I mean, you <laughs> you try to explain what a podcast is to a 96-year-old man. Uh, it was not easy. I don't think he ever did fully understand. I'm like, we're recording it. Just tell me your story. Yeah, nobody, it's uh, me and uh, an old friend used to joke about that with aliens, like coming down from, from the stars or whatever. But uh, it's like, no, it's a podcast. It's like a thing on the computer. And they're like, computer? And you're like, you know, it's like, a, it's a new kind of technology. It's like, technology? It's like, Jesus, how far back do I have to go to explain to you what this fucking thing is? <laughs> yeah, it's like when I talk to my three-year-old and I have to remember that he doesn't understand most of what I'm saying to him. And, you know, as a man, you're just like, what the fuck don't you get? You know, he's like, he's like I don't get anything. Don't right. Know. That reminds me of like uh, when I used to play football in high school, like, <laughs> I sucked at it because I, I was good because I was bigger and I could run into people and stuff, but I didn't understand what I was doing. And I was too scared to be like, hey, coach, can you just explain like football in general? <laughs> like what I realize now, like, oh, I'm, I'm an offensive lineman, so I'm supposed to keep these guys from getting to that guy. Like I got it now. But I, it just never clicked then. And I, if there was a guy in front of me, I would run into him and bash the shit out of him. And if there wasn't, I would just kind of stand and like wait for somebody. What's your shirt say? I saw you got a shirt that says something. Uh, it says it says your mask doesn't work. Ah, nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I, I I had my t-shirt guy make it because uh, I got just it, at the beginning of all this shit. I think a lot of people are have finally figured out that you know, masks are bullshit, but, um, and that they don't work and that they're, you know, even harmful. But at the beginning of this, when everyone was wearing one, um, I, I wore it to the park one time and I remember all these adults were there and they all had masks on and I'm not trying to overstate my own importance or anything, but I would say if there were 10 of them, I would say within five or six minutes, like eight of them had taken their masks off. You know, because I think they I think a lot of people feel stupid about it and like, well, this doesn't even this doesn't do anything. But they they feel so much societal pressure to wear it. But all it takes, I think, is someone being like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And they're like, yeah, me neither. I don't. That's stupid. You know, like I read it doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, it's because they don't. Um, real quick, going back to what you said about football, it reminded me of I never played until my freshman year of high school. 
and they gave me this playbook and people that think football players are stupid. I'm like, they got to remember a lot of shit like the playbook. I had no idea that shit must have been it could have been written in Chinese. I would have understood it just as well. And they'd be like, you know, like like you said, I thought you just get the ball and start running. And they'd be like, eagle down, strong side left. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? No, that guy. I'm going to go hit that guy. <laughs> what, what the fuck do you think we're saying? We said eagle down. That's what that means. That means get that fucking guy. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you got a gig tonight. Where's that at? Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't matter now because it's over as far as uh, this podcast going out but it's in el dorado kansas or el dorado i'm not sure how you say it i'm gonna find out when i get there it's el dorado but how far is that from you from wichita it's about an hour okay all right so uh all right well uh yeah that's another thing we need to figure out like part of me thinks monday's a better day for this and part of me thinks you know you said friday what kind of worries me about it is we're in you know a lot of our base, a lot of people who watch this are in Kansas or Kansas City. And I wasn't, you know, a lot of people are Chiefs fan crazy. Um, so I didn't know if it would be better to do it on Friday or Monday. And then my wife's like, well, now there's football on Sunday, Thursday and Friday or some shit. And I'm like, oh, and Monday. Right. Um, so I don't know. Um, it's going to be too late probably to put it up on this Friday because we had some other things going on. But uh so I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I feel like most of the stuff that we discuss is like uh, generic enough that it's like we gotta let this hit the presses immediately. Like it's <laughs> so I don't, you know, like it could be fucking September 9th right now, or it could be November thirteenth. We're still like, man, Biden fucked up, huh? <laughs> like. Yeah, maybe that's what we should call this, Biden Fucked Up Podcast. Um, it's already taken. You know it is. Yeah, it probably is. Um, so, yeah, I uh, the queen died. I don't know if you heard that. I did see that. Very sad. Yeah. <laughs> I've had, like, people that I actually care about die this year. So when people are like, oh, it's sad, I'm like, is it? <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess it's sad when anyone dies, but... Um, you know, I mean, there there's definitely people that gave a shit about her, you know. I mean, I never really had a reason to, but I know the name Queen Elizabeth, and I've known it my entire life, you know. She was around when, like, the Beatles started. Like, that's how fucking old that lady was. <laughs> yeah, she was old when the Beatles started. Yeah, the Beatles are like, who's this old woman? That was my bad impression of them. Yeah, and depending on who you believe, um, the royal family is is uh, is kind of filthy. Plus, I think it's in 2022, I think it's kind of lame that they have a royal family at all. Like, these people are better than everyone else because their parents yeah. are kings and queens. I mean, they are rich, though, aren't they? Like, oh, like, of course. Don't, don't they own, like, countries? Um, you know, I can't speak to that intelligently, but I, I, yeah, they own a lot of shit, but there's also like all these rumors that, you know, the, the, there's, there's a lot of pedophiles in, uh, um, in the Royal family. And if you think about like, you know, especially Royal families, 
100, 200 years ago, I mean, they were screwing everyone. They didn't care if they were 10 or 12 or 14. It was just their right as a royal, you know, or whatever. So um, I do know that Prince Andrew was one of her sons and he was on Epstein Island all the time. And that's that's what all that's what broke all this shit was that woman who came out and said, uh, Prince Andrew has been screwing me forever. Um, and and King Charles, the new king, um, he was best friends with Jimmy Savile, and you know about Jimmy Savile, right? I know enough to know that he's probably not uh, a guy that I want babysitting my kids. Yeah. Did he die, or is he in jail still? Uh, he never did go to jail. the the stuff oh. The stuff about him didn't come out until after after uh, he died. After he died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, see, I and I, I just wonder how much of that kind of stuff happens you know where it's like uh we'll tell them in 50 years like what yeah. they wanted to do with the with the vaccine and stuff you know yeah Pfizer's like yeah no of course we'll release these documents in 2076 <laughs> and luckily somebody was like wait what what date did you just say yeah um and i tell you what man you know pedophiles coming all shapes and forms and whatever all all professions but if anyone ever looked like a pedophile it was freaking jimmy savile yeah yeah but then that's the thing that i because i think there's plenty of guys who look creepy as fuck who are like what no of course you shouldn't do anything to children you know like and there's people that are, are that you would never suspect you know and that's yeah. i i think we will as a country maybe as a world probably not as a world as much because a lot of countries are more accepting of it. I mean, even within the United States, there's some states where the, the age of consent is still 15 or 16, you know, yeah. like, and, and I know there's different rules with like, eh, yeah, but you, it only is for people 18 and under or something like that, you know, but still like the, it wasn't until, I don't know the date, but I would guess within the last, 100 200 years that we even passed laws that were like no nah, you got to be a certain age yeah and before that it was just like uh, game of thrones shit where it's like here's my eight-year-old daughter do you want to marry her in 10 years sign this <laughs> yeah um and I, I remember where I read this. Uh, this this should be called the disinformation podcast because half of it were like I, I heard this um but somebody I, I read somewhere something that it's been 1776 days since, um, gosh dang since it. Since the first time that Q posted online. Yeah. And, and that was the day that the queen died. And yeah. does that mean anything? Who fucking knows? Yeah. I think, I think, uh, no matter what the news would have been 1776 days after the first Q post, people would have, would have still been like, see, <laughs> Yeah, and I also heard that uh, uh, Trump had some deal with uh, with Queen Elizabeth that she was like, "You can lower the hammer on everything. Just wait till after I die, okay?" And he's like, "All right, you know, like I don't know if there's any truth to that. I mean, um, but it, it's interesting, and all these yep. dates are interesting. Like Princess Diana died 25 years ago today, and the Queen died. Really? Yesterday. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, half the shit you see, you're like, is that true? You know." Yeah, 
but at least we say it with like a questioning wonder as opposed to like new fact like <laughs> the way that the news seems to do you know what i mean yeah or the uh the fact checkers you know like i, I just rewatched that whole fall of the cabal documentary and she was talking about like Snopes and how it's ran by like three different people. And one of them is uh, like an ex porn star and um, like people that you know, like, is this who we're trusting? You know, just like some dude and a hooker and, and <laughs> 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 you know, like if you start looking into this stuff, cause that was always my question with fact checkers. I'm like, well, aren't fact checkers just people like, can't they be bought off like anyone, you know? Yeah. And aren't there facts just according to them? You know, it's the yeah. it's the Wikipedia effect where it's like, uh, you know, if you're like, what temperature does water boil at? Then it's like, oh, Wikipedia knows that fact for <laughs> sure. And you're like, man, Wikipedia knows so much. And then Wikipedia is like Donald Trump colluded with Russia. And you're like, well, hey, I mean, I got yeah. it from a reputable source, you know. Yeah. And Snopes is kind of the same way. Like, uh, you know, a politician will be like, we spent a hundred thousand dollars on sidewalks last year and then snopes will be like actually they spent ninety six thousand dollars on sidewalks because we check the records yeah and that kind of stuff is like provable or whatever you know but when trump's like i think we've got the best economy we've ever had then they're just like nope <laughs> and you're like all right well then when was the economy better and they're just like there's just no way to say that it's the best like, yeah. do we have the lowest unemployment numbers that we've had since we've kept track of them? I mean, sure. But what? how does that make it the best? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I read some stuff the other day. Just I find out new things all the time that, that Trump did that I didn't realize. Like four million people got off of food stamps under his uh, presidency and six million new jobs were created. And it was the best economy in like 50 years. And uh you know, he, he he arrested more sex traffickers than any president in like the last four com four combined or or something like that. That's a fact. I'm totally kind of pulling out of my ass. But I know he. I, go go, go. Well, I read somewhere that, uh, that somewhere along the line, the definition of uh, sex trafficker was not changed, but like it's made to include other related sort of things so just to i just want to be devil's advocate or whatever uh because i've read that where people are like trump under trump more sex traffickers were arrested and then somebody else was like yeah but they never counted the uh fucking i don't know what i don't know enough about it <laughs> that's yeah. what we should call this i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> well like um I, I did read somewhere that 97 percent of uh of kids that are trafficked come through the southern border and so when Trump was talking about like, well, a lot of drugs come through the southern border and a lot of kids are trafficked through the southern border. Maybe we should put up a wall. And all these people are like racist. And then you come to find out that that when when Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton were senators and Obama, all three of them, when they were senators, they all voted for a wall. You know, so it's like it's like everything that that Trump does, even if they've done it, they're like, no, that's bad now. And I'm like, well, why? You know, um, so Trump, dude, because he's yeah. got evil intentions. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, after I watched that Hunter documentary and, and there's a scene at the end where the guy's like, you know, 
it doesn't matter if it's a lie because we're getting rid of a fascist dictator. And I, I keep wondering, like, when people call him that, like, what is the reason for it? Truly, like, what do they, why do they think he's a fascist dictator? Play devil. I don't, I, on that. I, don't, I don't think they know what either of those words mean for the <laughs> part, but, but I don't know if I do either. So that's, uh, we're on even footing, I guess. Like, uh, I guess they, I think a lot of people that say it, say it because they heard somebody else say it and it just sounds good. It's equal to like, you know, he's just like Hitler or whatever. Yeah. Like they, they look at, uh, you know, they look at the things that Trump does and they want to take it and make it like, this is step one of the terrible future that we're going to have. I remember when Trump first started talking to uh, Kim Jong-un over in North Korea I was messaging with a friend of mine and they were just like, you're not scared at all about World War Three starting like under him. Come on. And I was like, no, like he's just he's talking to the guy like that's more than almost every other president has done. Like yeah. he's he's making an effort. I remember when when they were signing the Abraham Accords and stuff and the different countries were signing on uh, from the Middle East to be like, yeah, all right, we'll be peaceful. And people on Twitter and shit being like, why does it matter if they signed a peace agreement with fucking wherever? Like, we're not at war with them. And it's like, there's not the, only those two choices. It's yeah. either war or peace. It's like, hey, we got kind of a fucked up relationship and now we're friendly. Like, that's good, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. No, no, that's not good. Yeah, or like when Trump, you know, went went very far to make uh, peace of the Middle East and... Uh, no matter what the guy did, they're just like, fuck him. You know, it's so funny. Um, yeah. Or if it was such good news that they just couldn't spin it, then they just wouldn't talk about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which most of his accomplishments, they didn't they didn't talk about most of them. You know, people are like, he's the worst president ever. I'm like, well, he sure got a lot of shit done for the worst president ever. Yeah, remember like right when he when the uh, tax reform bill passed, and then that was like early 2018, maybe, maybe it was 2017 sometime, like all these different companies started giving like huge bonuses to all of their employees. Do you remember that? And I remember reading about it and like my grandma still got the newspaper at the time. And I remember them saying like Comcast to give a $1,000 bonus to all of its 50,000 employees or whatever. And there were multiple stories like that for about a day or two. And then they all stopped. But yeah. there's like more than a hundred companies that found out like, holy fuck, we're going to save millions of dollars this year. Yeah. And gave, gave money to all of their employees. And well, they never really bragged about that. And I my, think that they sh should have. My dad, who the only political thing I ever heard him say growing up was that he hated Jimmy Carter for for uh, lowering the speed limit. Like, that's the only political thing I ever heard growing up. That son of a bitch Carter, because my dad loved his speed. Um, was there not a speed limit before then? or No, but it went from like 75 to 55 um, under Carter. And that's the only thing I heard my dad ever say growing up. Um, huh. Yeah. So I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I started telling you that because even my dad was like, I've, I've never done as well under any president than I did under Trump. Um, you know, so even even some like by like somebody like my dad, who doesn't know shit about politics, he knew that he was making more money than he ever had. And that that Trump lowered taxes for all classes. You know, there's this 
there's this uh, stereo, I don't know, stereotypes, not the right word, but there's this thing that he was just trying to hook up rich people. And it's like, no, he actually did a lot for uh, every social class. But and the whole the whole Kim Jong Un thing, I, that was what Obama told him was the biggest problem he was going to have to face in his presidency. And Trump was like, well, have you talked to him? You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should just try to talk to him. Right. Like, like, Hey, Kim, you want to, you can sit at my table at lunch. And he's like, Oh no shit. Thanks man. <laughs> you're, you're cool. Everybody else has been mean to me. And he's like, ah, you know, I just thought he didn't want to eat alone, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see here. What else do I want to talk to you about? Um, so I did recently rewatch fall of cabal because that is kind of what led me down a lot of this. Um, first black conservatives, I, I was, I, I kept seeing all these black conservatives like Thomas Sowell and all these people talk about, uh, Trump and saying all this stuff that made sense or, or being pro Trump. And I, so I was like, well, if, if this guy is a black dude and they claim he's such a racist, I would be curious to see why they think this way. Um, and then I started learning about all these really brilliant black dudes who are all about Trump. And I'm like, well, there's gotta be more to it. And then I watched, uh, the fall of cabal. And so much of, again, I said this on the last one we did, but so much of what she says is researchable um, that I rewatched it. And if you rewatch it after all this shit that's been happening, it, it all is like, man, she was really dead on about a lot of this stuff. Um, you've seen the whole documentary, right? I don't know if I have actually. How old is it? Um, it's it's got to be a couple of years now because it was before the election. Um, and she did get a little out there with the end of it. Like, I wish you'd seen it. So we watch it and we'll discuss it on the next one. Cause, uh, it's a great documentary and all these people, she says in the thing, she's like, research these people. And, uh, <laughs> it froze on your, like, you're blinking and it like froze and it looked like you were asleep for a second. I'm like, shit. <laughs> sorry, hey, we're talking about this cabal <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> um so yeah yeah i'll check it out i mean all the the, those kind of documentaries are basically just what i watch every day if i scroll through telegram or whatever yeah but it's all in you know two and three minute clips of like look at this bullshit that happened today or like look at this court guy that did this weird thing or whatever the case is but every Every story that I see now is the is might as well be part of fall of the cabal. You know, it's like the new Thor movie. It's just like, oh, yeah, when my two dads got together and it's like, why? Why do you got to <laughs> like whose idea was it to, to throw that in and be like, oh, yeah, no, the rock monsters are all men. So you got to have a little gay scene, just a little one. No big deal. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um so re- rewatch or if you haven't watched it yet um you'd know if you'd seen it because it's uh it, it's it's a freaking great documentary it's super entertaining not only entertaining but some of the stuff she says she's like this is all researchable you know this is all stuff you can look up and it's it's basically about pizzagate and it's about uh trump and q and all that stuff and i, I feel like everyone should watch it even the stuff she says at the very end where she gets a little out there with her theory. Um, some of it makes sense. I mean, she talks about at the very end, I hesitate to even say this because people won't even watch it. Cause I'll think it's batshit crazy, but like the very, like 
part 10, she starts talking about time travel and the possibility of it and all this stuff. And right. I, I understand why people would think that's crazy, but Stephen Hawking thought it was possible and find a smarter guy than Stephen Hawking, you know? Um, yeah, I've, I've read about all the, uh, the Tesla stuff or what, yeah, was it Tesla? And he had a, yeah. a safe or something. And like a Trump's great uncle was like a FBI guy or something. And maybe he got those time travel files out of the Tesla safe and maybe Trump, it really is 200 years old. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all, is, is that kind of where it all goes? Is that yeah. idea or? Yeah. And there's like this thing about, um, there somebody wrote a book in 1899 and it was published in 1899 and like one of the character either the character or the or the guy who wrote it same was baron trump and mm -hmm. uh um yeah baron trump and the story is about this guy that's like trump that's kind of off-putting with his personality um but he like wakes everyone up to the truth and all this shit and it like I said, up until <clears throat> part 10, everything she says makes sense. And then the last part is more like just kind of entertainment value. But yeah, but she points to a lot of things that are like, wait a second. Is that even, you know, just so I, I recommend people watch it. You have to go to bitshoot.com, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E.com now and, and just type it in there. She also made a sequel about COVID and Bill Gates and how that shit all ties together. Um and, and dude, like you said on our last podcast, I'm starting to believe it more all the time. All, all this stuff. Um, Q and, and everything else that people think is, oh, that's a conspiracy. Well, is it? And uh, sorry, I'm rambling so much, but this leads into the next thing I was going to say was one of the people she says to research, she says to research all these people who have been victims of like satanic ritual abuse and you can Google their names. And uh, first of all, go to DuckDuckGo. I never use Google anymore. I try not to, but uh, yeah, they, they scrub so much shit off it. But you can Google all these, look up all these people that um, were victims of satanic ritual abuse. And she says, look up a guy named John Wedger. And John Wedger was uh, a Scotland Yard detective for 25 years. And I just had him on my podcast podcast yesterday for three hours. We recorded one. And he was a Scotland Yard detective for 25 years. He was a pedophile investigator and he was like killing it. He was doing really well. They, had, they told him to find like three pedophiles in 30 days or something. And he found 90. And, mm -hmm. and then they're like, hey man, um, you need to fucking back off a little bit. You're finding too many of these guys and people from high, the higher ups are getting pissed off. So he became, he ended up, it's a long story, but he ended up getting uh, either fired or, or just left the force. Um, and they told him if he didn't back off, he was going to lose his house and his children and his job and his career. And he became a whistleblower and started blowing the whistle on all these higher ups. And uh, he doesn't mention a lot of names, you know, because, you know, I think he can get sued or murdered for this shit. Mm -hmm. um, but he did bring up a lot of people. Um I, you know, he, he did say that like he, he, he approached, uh, who is that guy, Boris Johnson? Like he saw him one day somewhere and he approached him and, and, and brought some of this stuff to his attention. And Boris Johnson flat out said, I don't care, you know? Um, so it, it, you know, and, and this guy, dude, I asked him what the worst case of sexual abuse he ever saw was. And I kind of wish I hadn't have asked him because I'll never be able to forget it. But, 
and it, it's hard it's hard to watch in some spots but it, it just it just it's just proof to me like there's no reason for this guy to make up the stuff he lost his career and you know he was didn't have any money for a long time and I still don't know how he's doing financially but I don't think it's great um, he gave up his whole life to blow the whistle on these people and so I don't think he would just do that you know um, so so to think that like Pizzagate and all that stuff is just there's no way, uh, <laughs> you know, you you not only watch my podcast but research John Wedger and the things that he did, and there's tons of podcasts that he's been on um, exposing all this stuff, and it's it's pretty damn interesting, you know, and gross. Yeah, I mean, you would think that that everybody could at least agree on that. To just be like, all right, let's just find them all, and let's let's just stop this entire practice. Uh, you know, let's make it like I don't know. Like I, it's it's interesting to me because there's there's levels of of everything, and there's I mean, like murder is a good example. You know, like there's the guy that that like murders for hire or murders like out of uh anger and like hurts people and stuff and then there's like the uh like self-defense i don't know if that counts as murder but just killing in general i guess but so that's the, the what am i trying to say here exactly without sounding like a weirdo i guess like i don't i don't like to think about like when i think about pedophilia and whatnot it all sounds like evil and violent and that kind of stuff but i just it makes me wonder how many of them are like really nice and like make the kid feel like oh well this is just no big deal you know like i i think a higher percentage of them are like that than they are like evil satanic like torture shit you know what i mean yeah and that's what that makes it harder to catch these people because you can't go to the kid and be like, are they doing stuff inappropriate? And the kid's like, inappropriate? Like, fucking, what? Why are you saying words to me that I've never heard of before? Like, they don't, they don't, they just know whether their life sucks or not. And to a lot of those kids, they're like, no, everything's normal as far as I'm concerned, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and you think about, you know, just pedophiles in general. I mean, it's one of the most, uh, it's one of the grossest things and something everyone, at least every normal person, looks down on and thinks is disgusting. So when someone is like that, they have to be like the most devious people out there um, to get away with their, with that stuff. They're very manipulative and that's how they get these kids to trust them and all that. But there is a huge uh, satanic ritual element of it. And a lot of people are into that shit. And it, that's that, that kind of stuff goes back generations, you know, um, sacrifices and blood sacrifices and all that stuff. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, the fall of cabal talks about it, you know, like some of those emails that, that, that Trump made such a big deal out of. That's what a lot of that stuff um, related to. And uh, it's, it's interesting and disgusting and fascinating that, that people, you know, if there's a network of these people, um, you know, that, that, that all have each other's back, you know, and uh, a lot of, and they all happen to run everything else. Yeah. Like how, how fucking hard is it to get the news to talk about this shit when the guy who owns the news is like, yeah, don't fucking talk about that. Yeah. 
And that goes back to the whole border thing. It's like, well, if fentanyl is killing 300 people a day from overdoses and it's coming through the southern border and there's all this evidence that kids that are and and young women in general, not just kids, but are trafficked through the southern border, then the wall makes all the sense in the world. And all these people that are high up that are against it, why are they against it? You know, if it's such a huge business, they say it's like a multi-billion dollar a year business and only rich people can afford that kind of gross shit and only rich people can keep covering it up. And dude, I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> yeah, it starts to make sense why all these powerful people have such a problem with Trump. It's not just his personality, you know, but right. No, yeah. it's definitely because he's trying to put a stop to all of this stuff. Or, I mean, just, I don't even know if he was trying to stop it all as much as just mention it. And a lot of it, he never even mentioned himself. It was just stuff like Trump never was like, hey, look into this Pizzagate stuff. Trump would just happen to be around during that time. And people were reading about Pizzagate on the Internet and people were reading about Trump on the Internet. So then the news was just like, oh, you're not going to trust the Internet, are you? Like yeah. that. Oh, you mean all that stuff that says Trump's good and Pizzagate and stuff? And it's like, those aren't the same part of the internet. Those are yeah. different people talking about that shit. But yeah, all of it is interesting. The, uh, the Pizzagate stuff was, uh, I paid attention to all that in, in the, in the beginning. And then I followed all of the like FBI Anon stuff and, and then Q started posting and, uh, I'm still not, uh, I don't, I still don't know what Q is. Like Q is definitely uh, a a group of people who post shit online, and I'm pretty sure that nobody has ever found out exactly who these people are, or where the computer is that's making these posts, or any of that stuff. So some people say it's like a it's a Democrat thing. Like Q was a psyop to make. Republicans be like, nah, dude, you don't, don't worry about nothing. Q's handling it. Like we don't need to do anything. And which is kind of what happened. Like, but I, I feel like it, that's what happened in a good way because if the Republicans and whatnot were doing the kind of shit that Antifa's doing, then we might be at war right now. Or a lot of people might be in jail or dead or whatever, you know? So I think if it was a, a, a democratic psyop, then it still worked positively because it kept a majority of Republicans from doing anything crazy when all this crazy shit's happening. Yeah. I think that the, the more likely thing is that it was a, a I don't want to say Republican because Q the, themselves say it's not a Democrat versus Republican thing. And and that's true, you know, there's that's where the word rhino comes from. That's a a guy who claims to be a Republican, but he's totally not a real Republican. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's all interesting and I love all of it. And I get really excited when I hear like, oh, Q posted again. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what's he what did he say this time? Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, all these things coming into play, like Podesta's back in the picture, and uh, we mentioned the guy, I think it's Lincoln Park, the um, the guy, yeah. he, Chester, Chester Bennington. Bennington. Yeah, dude, if you find a picture of Chester Bennington, 
and put a picture of John Podesta next to him because in the fall of Cabal, she says that John Podesta was uh, uh, molesting that Chester Bennington when he was like five and come to find out that was his son. And I know that sounds crazy to people, but if you put Chester Bennington and Podesta next to each other and tell me that's not father and son, I mean, the, the, the coincidence of how close they look is uncanny. I mean, it is huh. a it is a younger version of John Podesta. I mean, dude, they they look more alike than my me and my son. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it's 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 uh it's interesting shit. And now Biden just brought Podesta back in, so it's almost like the and more now people are are posting his art online again. So uh, the, yeah. from uh, there's a lot of people that have never seen any of that. And that's something that if you Google it, it won't even come up. But if you uh, if you use another search engine or, or search elsewhere, then, yeah, look at look at his art of just children tied up. And it's like, <laughs> well, no, it's just art. No big deal, man. I just like art, you know? Yeah, that was his uh, that was actually John Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta. I guess they they found all this art in his house that was clearly like like shit Jeffrey Dahmer would put his like statues of, of the same position that Jeffrey Dahmer would put his victims in and all this pedophilia art and there's a uh, it you just it, anyone watching this you've got to check out that documentary and then tell me if I'm crazy that I <laughs> that I believe 90% of it I mean it just it'll blow your mind especially if you watch it after the last three years have occurred, you know, like if that's true, what she's saying and all the things that happened in 2020 are just a coincidence, which I never really followed Q, but I know a few of the things they say, like how many, how many possible, how many coincidences before it becomes mathematically impossible. And mm -hmm. that, that shit's true. You're like, well, how can that all just be coincidental? I mean, dude, yeah. Well, it's like the the fake news sort of stuff. Like the news multiple times during Trump was like, oh, our bad. We got that story wrong. And it's like, why is it that every time you get a story wrong, it's always shitting on Trump? Like you yeah. never get anything wrong. It's like, oh, Trump did this cool thing today. It's just like every mistake that you make is like a, a negative thing. So it makes me feel like, Maybe you're just making up negative shit and getting caught a lot now. Yeah. Or or we've talked about this before, but they tell a lie so long that people believe it and just don't even question it anymore. And then after it's already implanted in people's mind, like the whole Hunter Biden laptop that we'll talk about in a minute, um, 17 months later, they're like, oh, that is true. It's like, well... <laughs> You know, um, 17 months after the election, when they've been suppressing all that information. But there's been countless stories like that where, you know, oh, it looks like Trump didn't collude with Russia. Our bad. You know, well, you said it for four years, you know. Right. I mean, but I still have friends that are like, yeah, he did, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What did he do? And they're like, Russians posted on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't. I forgot about that. That is late. Hang on, hang on a second. What happened to you? Sorry. Ah, sorry. My phone it, rang. It's okay. I'm, I'm turning my do not disturb on. There you go. Um, I thought it was me. Every now and again, my microphone quits working, and I'm like, no! Um, 
so anyway, um, going back to uh, what I was going to start talking about was the, uh, I know we, we got to wrap this up in like 15, 20 minutes, but um, the Hunter Biden movie, did you watch it yet? Did you get a chance to watch it? No, not yet. All I've seen is the preview of it. Is that a, it's not a documentary, is it? It's like a movie movie, right? It's a movie. Like she says at the beginning, she says, uh, this, uh, this is not a true story except for all the facts. And, uh, and so they, they obviously take some, uh, creative liberties, you know, like yeah. there's a scene where Joe and, and Hunter are in a limousine and I'm almost positive that, you know, no one knows what was actually said in that limousine, but basically Joe Biden's like, Hey man, um, so the laptop, is that real? And I need to know exactly what was in it, you know, and, and in the, in the scene, Hunter's like wasted, like, uh, I haven't been on drugs in for however long. And like two minutes earlier, he was like snorting Coke, <laughs> <laughs> drinking and banging hookers. And, um, so anyway, uh, you know, there's definitely parts of the movie that they just were like, this is good for uh movie watching. Right. But, that, but the gist of it, um, you know, at the end of it is when, when they, they, they screen, they show the screenshot of the, um, what actually, what actually happened, like real news, 17 months after the election, the New York times admitted the laptop and emails contained in it were genuine CNN and the Washington post confirmed the story several days later. No outlet has ever apologized for misleading the American people. And the one before that says in October 2020, the New York Post exclusively revealed the existence of Hunter Biden's laptop and his emails. Twitter suspended the New York Post account and blocked links to the article. Both Facebook and Twitter closed accounts and prevented people from sharing news stories about Hunter's laptop in the run up to the 2020 election. So I should have read that other one. Uh, I should have read that first and the other one second. But the gist no, is it makes sense. Yeah. The gist of it is they're like, no, that's all more Russian disinformation. And then after he gets elected, they're like, oh, that was actually true. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I, I remember texting with some buddies after the, who was it? Tony Bobolinsky after he did his interview. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm pretty sure that this is going to fuck these guys. Like this is, this is a big deal. And my like Democrat friends were just like, it's not a fucking big deal at all, dude. This guy's a lying piece of shit. He's on Fox News, so right away you know that he's full of shit. And I'm just like, ah, like he's just he's saying he's like corroborating the laptop, like it's real. But yeah. yeah. Luckily, I found out that they were kicking people <laughs> off of shit for talking about it. So, but th that's what I've talked about before. Just the general vibe on all of these platforms is like, eh, you just better not post anything controversial. Yeah. Uh, because they might delete you, you know? Yeah, and Tony Bobulinski was, uh, you know, a very successful businessman. Like, he had nothing to gain by coming out and saying, yeah, Joe was there at this meeting. And and that was, a, that was another one of those stories, just like we talked about the Republican National Convention, how I thought people were going to wake up and be like the next day and be like, wow, I had no idea all the stuff he did. That's the same thing with Tony Bobulinski. I thought people were going to be like, holy shit maybe it's true but the thing i'm learning is they they don't care like the people on that side if that's what you want to say they feel like they feel like trump supporters especially are so stupid that for the greater good of humanity even if there's more of them that want him 
we still have to speak for them because they're so stupid. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. But it's that same attitude that's kept them, uh, you know, keeping minorities on welfare and that kind of stuff where they're like, dude, all I want is a job and I just want to work hard for my family. And they're like, ah, don't worry, buddy. We'll take care of you. <laughs> and he's like, that's not what I'm asking for. Like, ah, we understand. We know. We know yeah. what's best for you. Yeah. You're too stupid. We'll figure it out for you. Which is the, which is the most racist thing you can do is be that um, condescending, you know, like how oh, we go. Oh, yeah. You know, all of those are are blatantly like reverse racist where it's yeah. just like you shouldn't shouldn't make black people show ID to vote because come on, man, they're black. They can't get IDs. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What is that? How, why do you even think that? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's crazy. The the way they spin shit and make it be like, oh, we, we got like you just said, we got you. You know, we know you can't figure this out for yourself. So. You're like, nah, I'm pretty sure I got it figured out. Nah, you don't even know the beginning. Come on yeah. now. Like, Just... I think they're like, we can't have voter ID because minorities can't get it. And minorities, are, you know, I, I made a video about that. Like, if if you are an adult and you can't figure out how to get an ID, I have a hard time believing that you're very uh, on top of things politically and that you're going to go vote because, you know, it's just like, if this guy can't get a license, I, I I bet he's not making sure he gets down to the voting station. You know, no matter right. what, no matter what color he is. Um, so yeah, it's pretty. Uh, and then I I won't play it because it's kind of long, but I I, re I, re I recorded the audio of it and like all these different news stations, mainly like CNN and MSNBC and all those full of shit people. They were like. Uh, Russian information, Russian, Russian disinformation, and another Russian dis disinformation. And they just keep repeating it over and over, all these different news stations, news stations, um, leading up to the election. So people are like, you know, they want to believe that Trump's the devil and that they're on the right side of it. And when the news comes out and says they are, then they're like, oh, thank God, I was starting to believe that bullshit. And thank God, it's, it's just more example of right-wing propaganda, you know, these idiots and Anyway, I've learned that that both sides think that that the other side is just a big conspiracy. You know, you know, if if you're far left, you have your own brand of conspiracy, and if you're far right, you have your own brand of conspiracy and all that. And it's like, well, there's probably a little bit of truth to both. Um, but I would say I there's a lot more shit on the right that I believe these days than the shit on the left. But it, we got all these rules, and we'll talk about it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it just seems like common sense to me, where it's like you're not even allowed to question common sense anymore. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, we don't need to get into the whole LGB shit and all that, but it's like, you know, I was fine with like, hey, do whatever you want in your own home. And like, and to me, it's, it's equivalent to somebody who's like into feet or something. It's like, hey, man, whatever, like just, you know, whatever you and your lady like to do when you guys are alone, that's fine with me. And they're like, no, like, come watch me do feet stuff. And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to fucking watch you do feet stuff. And they're like, what's what? Why do you fucking hate me and my kind and that kind of shit? It's like, dude, just do whatever weird shit you want to do when you're by yourself. But now it's like 
it's all becoming public, you know? It's like yeah. if you're walking down the street and the lady just puts her bare foot in your face, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, <laughs> oh, what? You don't like foot fetish people? You're, you're a photophobe? <laughs> yeah. What the, why do you hate me and my kind? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I, I uh, without getting too off track, I wrote a joke about that. I was like, yeah, I, I, I think gay, I think two dudes having sex is gross. Not because I have a, not because I'm homophobic, but because I think dudes are gross. You know, like, I don't want to picture two old people doing it. I hope they still are, you know, good for them. But I don't want to picture it. I don't want to see it. But I don't hate them because they do it, you know. It's become this weird thing like, oh, you're a homophobe. No, I'm not afraid of them. I don't, I'm not. I don't, I don't think they're gross as people, you know, but the idea of it, yeah, it's kind of gross to me, but anyway, it's a slippery yeah. slope when you start talking about it, but we've, we've all just become so full of shit in America. It's, it's really true. I don't know, man. Yeah. So, but the gist of that whole Biden thing is that they buried the, you know, there's a lot of entertainment stuff in there, but you, you, it, it all, it also makes you. I mean, it's definitely a right wing thing that they talk about. Um, but it also makes you kind of feel bad for Hunter Biden as far as like, you know, he talks about his mom dying when he was two and then and his sister or whatever. And I'm sure he doesn't remember his mom, but he grew up without his mom. And his mm -hmm. dad, Joe, was, uh, you know, living a notorious there. piece of shit from, yeah. the, from the time the television was invented. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, so you kind of you kind of feel a little bit sorry for him as insofar as, OK, his mom died when he was young and his dad is Joe Biden. And not only is, he, is his dad Joe Biden, but it, no matter how you feel about Joe Biden, he was never there. I mean, he's a senator from Delaware working in Washington, D.C. So it's a three hour commute. So, you know, he wasn't around. So he was probably raised by nannies and shit. And he probably got out of every situation he was ever in, like if he was ever in trouble. And mm -hmm. his brother, Bo, was the golden boy. Um, so I say all that to say that you see why he uh, turned to drugs and all that. And anybody who's been addicted to anything knows that it's a bitch. Um, so it, it, it doesn't excuse the, the deals that him and likely his father made with with Russia and China and Burisma and Ukraine and all that shit. It doesn't excuse that by any means. Um, but you kind of do feel sorry for him as far as just as a person, you know, and people are like, well, I know people who've lost their moms and didn't do that shit. And I'm like, yeah, well, everyone's different, you know? Right. Um, and everybody, yeah, it's not like your buddy Jim could fucking go out and do a deal with China when his mom dies. Like, they're like, oh, I know people whose moms died and they didn't go make deals with China. Like, it's like, well, yeah, but you, not a lot of people have that opportunity, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I definitely, there's that conspiracy theory out there, which is like, you know, what did Hunter legitimately like a dumbass leave his laptop at a repair place or did he purposely uh, you know, take it there knowing that this shit would happen eventually. Yeah. Uh, because I've also heard stories that there's more than one Hunter Biden laptop from different scenarios. And I think he's talked about it on one where he's like, yeah, I let a Russian whatever stole my laptop from me. Uh, and that's completely separate from the one that was found at the at the repair place. So I don't know how many Hunter Biden laptops are out there. And I don't know 
whether he did any of them on purpose, you know, whether he was like, all right, I'm sick of all this shit and I got to just put this out there. Yeah. But I, I also don't know if he's like respectable enough to even think of doing those things. Or maybe he's just a dumb crackhead who's like, dad, I need another laptop. <laughs> well, it seems to me like, you know, going back to what you're saying, uh, did he leave it on purpose? Maybe he did. I mean, <clears throat> think how connected he is. It's not like he doesn't know someone who can fix his laptop who's not doesn't turn out to be a Trump supporter. Um and, and all this, you know, because I guess the guy he left the laptop with turned out to be a Trump supporter. But my point is, Joe Biden, or excuse me, Hunter Biden has enough uh, connections to find someone, you would think, who could fix his laptop, um, and knowing that he has all this shit on there. Because right. even a crackhead knows, man, I've got a lot of stuff on there that <laughs> my dad probably wouldn't want the world to see. He's trying to become the president. Um, so even well, that's... That's where I'm torn on it because I'm like, if I was Hunter Biden and I wanted to shit on my dad and put all this stuff public, I would at least delete all the weird shit of mine off of the computer before I brought it in, you know? I yeah. wouldn't think like, oh yeah, I'll just put these videos of me being a fucking weird crackhead pervert out there. That'll get my dad. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, but I guess that might just be the <clears throat> thinking of a weird crackhead. Yeah. Like maybe his dad was just like, you need to keep this quiet and don't let anybody know about any of it. He's like, I'll fucking tell everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who knows, man. But the gist of it is that there's a lot of emails. I would, you know, that we should all be allowed to see like, did, did Hunter make these deals while his dad was vice president? And to think that Joe had no idea about it, like who's going to listen to, to Hunter Biden just because he's Hunter Biden. You know, you would have almost you would almost think that you would have to call like, you know, my dad's Joe Biden. Okay, well, is he going to is he going to help us with these deals and and you know, all these policies that did it influence um did it influence the policies that Joe Biden was helped push and all this um with with those countries? Um and you have to think it probably did. And if the shoe was on the other foot, like we've talked about a million times, that's all you would hear about. Oh, Trump knew Trump colluded with Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. or whatever. And he was the he was the vice president. There's no way that shit did. You know, that's all mainstream media would talk about. That's what we need to. Somebody needs to deep fake uh, Don Jr. into the Hunter Biden crack videos and then like release it with Don Jr.'s face because then it'll get people passing it around. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, that one wasn't real. That was actually Hunter Biden that did all of those things. That would be cool to do that with a lot of situations, you know, like uh, have some news stories where it's like Biden to meet with Kim Jong-un in <laughs> North Korea, first president ever. And then it just cuts to a crowd of a billion people cheering and high-fiving and hugging and shit. Like, this is historical. What a What an amazing peace deal. And they're just like, Trump did it. And they're like, eh, the fucking... Uh, Wheel of Fortune's on. Like we're just gonna play that. <laughs> it's not important enough for us to to show even. Yeah, I don't even know if we have time to bring this up, but I guess we might as well. Um, real quick, uh, uh, just I wrote this thing on my computer. Like other ways that Joe Biden's a piece of shit. Like, um, you know, when his wife and daughter did get killed in that accident, 
he went around forever saying that the guy that hit them had been drinking his lunch and was drunk and all this. And his family finally put a stop to it. Like you need to stop telling people that her dad was drunk because that's not true. You know, he, it turns out he wasn't drunk and Biden just used that story for, for political fodder. And same thing when, uh, when, when his other son, Bo died, you know, there's this speech he was making where he was like, you know, as I sat there and, and watched my son dying on his deathbed, I just thought to myself, thank God we've got whatever insurance he was trying to pimp, you know. Um, I wrote wrote it out here. Uh, Biden presented his story as a celebration of for-profit health insurance by saying that he couldn't imagine what it would have been like if their insurance didn't cover the health care required immediately, and that he couldn't fathom what would have happened if the insurance companies had said for the last six months of his son's life, you're on your own. And so he says that in the speech, like, he's like, he's like, you know, as I sat there and watched my son drawing his last breaths, I just thought, thank God we've got this, um, this not this for non-for-profit health insurance or whatever he was pimping. And I'm just like, man, you're a, you're a, you're full of shit. Like if I, first of all, I do have sympathy for his son dying. I'm not trying to say he wasn't upset about it. But if those were your thoughts while your son is on his deathbed, I don't believe you. You know, I don't believe that's what you were thinking, you know. But later on, he's like, well, he's already dead. I might as well use this in a speech to try to pimp this thing I'm trying to pimp. It's like, you're a piece of shit, man. He did the same, a similar thing after the uh, Afghanistan debacle. When how many people died? 13, 19, something like that. Uh military american military guys died and they had a bunch of the families and stuff to the white house and uh and biden was reported as being like yeah you know i i definitely understand how you feel i know how it feels to lose a son and they're just like you lost your son in a hospital bed like ours was blown up surprisingly like it's not the same fucking thing but he's there like yeah no i totally understand yeah like no you fucking don't and not only blown up, but because of some shit you did, you know? Right. Ugh. It just... Yep. So, so you know, the more I, I kind of get reintroduced to this, because I took a long break from it after my little brother died. I, I quit giving a shit about all this stuff. And lately, I've kind of reinvigorated myself. And the, the more I, 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 I relearn this, this stuff... It just makes me think that the people who who are still being like, well, at least he's not Trump, you know, and, and I took the moral high ground by voting for Joe. I knew he was a piece of shit, but at least he's not as big a piece of shit as Trump. I'm like, you are the you're the crazy one in this situation. And like my wife pointed out, if you still are supporting Joe Biden, um, you're the extremist, you know. If you're in this minority, but you still think the majority of us are stupid and that you need to look out for us, you're the extreme one at this point, you know, with all these facts coming out and you're just burying your head in the sand. You can't claim you're taking the moral high ground and and it's starting to piss me off again, you know, and in a good way, you know, like, fuck these people, fuck what they're going to try to do to my career, fuck all the friends who want to leave me. You're wrong, (laughs) you know? Yeah. No, I get it, man. And that's that's why I've started joking about it on stage more and more where it's like, you know, 
three years ago, I would go on stage and be like, I don't hate Trump, you know, like and say it sheepishly, but enough to like go into some Trump jokes. And now it's just like, hey, fucking Trump supporter from day one. And there's a few people that are like, boo. And I'm just like, you don't fucking know. Like, you don't know how you don't know my life. You don't know my story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, hey, I didn't just I didn't just pull this out of my ass and I didn't haven't always been uh, conservative or on this side or whatever. And I'm still not really I, I don't care about politics. I just think that it's so interesting that there's been such vitriol for this for this one guy, meaning Trump, who, when you start looking at the facts, hasn't done near what so many other people who have gotten much less severe treatment have actually done. And when you start looking into it enough, you're, you're like, well, why, you know, at some point you just have to wonder why. And I'm starting to think it's because there's people way up in the government that have a ton of shit to lose. And I've been saying this for a long time. That's why you see so many senators and governors and people making these decisions that you're like, how did they, decide that was the right thing to do well because if they don't they'll get the lid blown off all the shit they've done you know like they've been bribed and compromised and anyway it's uh yeah so that's why we're doing this podcast we're just trying to shine a little bit of light on it and we're not saying we're experts about everything but um yeah you're (laughs) we're we're experts about nothing i wonder if that I wonder if that name is taken. <laughs> Tim and Mike, experts about nothing. Your face has been frozen in this really like smirky, smirky pose for like the last, I don't know, minute. You're just like, man, I, I definitely need to work on uh, technology and shit. Just doing this for my phone on my shitty Wi-Fi is not. And I need to do something. I don't know which ear I'm pointing at. That's what's weird because I it's not a mirror. Eh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. Well, there's uh I think this is a great podcast, but we need to uh we need to figure out a lot of things technically. Like we're both really funny comedians. We're good at what we do, but this is not our forte. If anybody out there is like a podcast producer and would like to help us, you know, like put shit on the screen and all that, it can't be that hard. I've seen some of the dumbasses who do it. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's not <laughs> difficult. It All right, so that Jamie from Joe Rogan, if you're watching, uh, we could use a little help here, buddy. Yeah, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be that guy, but I'm sure that somebody watching this has to have a clue. Actually, there's people I know that I can reach out to that, uh, that, that can help us, but I think we should probably wrap it up. It's a little over an hour, and you've got shit to do. And yeah, my family, I do, yeah. yes. I got to... I got to go do a show. So, uh, yeah, good talk. We'll do it again in a, in a few days or whatever. And, uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It was great talking to you. Have a good show and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Right on later. All right. Bye buddy. All right, everybody. Mike Baldwin. I think that was, uh, I think that was the best podcast we've done yet. At least I felt the best about it. And, uh, Maybe it's because I'm doing it later in the day, but I feel like um, much smarter than normal <laughs> as far as like just awake. Like sometimes we try to do these kind of early and at least early for a comedian. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, another thing. Um, 
but yeah, I really enjoyed that. We didn't, there's a lot of stuff we didn't even get to, but uh, we're going to be doing this every week. And uh, we still need to figure out if we're going to release it on Friday or Monday. It's kind of late right now on Friday. So I don't know if it's too late to release it or not. But as always, go to making it happen, M A C A N it happen uh, and help out little Bo Macon and his family. Uh, my dates are scrolling across the bottom of the screen there where I'm going to be coming up. Uh, follow Mike, excuse me, on uh, TikTok at Comedian Mike. Uh, make sure you subscribe to my Rockfin, rockfin.com slash Tim Gaither for all the podcasts that I've got coming up. A lot of Wrestling Wednesdays. I just talked to that guy, John Wedger. Um, I'm going to be talking to a guy named Scott McKay on Tuesday. I've had him on uh, two different podcasts, and uh, I put it up a long time ago. And just a couple days ago, YouTube uh, gave me another strike for uh, for one of the podcasts we did. And, uh, you know, they label it as like, they, I think they labeled it as cyberbullying. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, so we test a nerve somewhere. But uh, so a lot of great podcasts coming up. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I believe that's it. God bless all of you and take care.